Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend David, who is known around the Taiwanese community as David Chang. 没错，今天我们邀请到的来宾呢是 Crossroads 社团法人台湾全球连接发展协会的秘书长和一元翻译公司创办人 David. My guest today is Taiwanese American, but has been back in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is an entrepreneur, secretary general of Crossroads Taiwan, a lover of connecting people, trying new things, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend, David. Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here. What's up, David? Thank you for joining us today on NG Ingwen. So it's been kind of like collecting Pokemon cards for me recently. I've just been so fascinated with everything that Crossroads is doing, and with meeting Tim and Alice and all of kind of the other fun partners and and collaborators you guys have with this incredible team with Crossroads and XU. I was like, I gotta meet the man, the myth, the legend, David. Oh well, thank you. You're flattering me again, and I'm <laughs> blushing. But、uh, thank you for the warm welcome. Yeah, man. So, could you give a little self introduction here on NGing when to our audience?、Uh, hi, everybody. My name is David Chang. I am the founding secretary general of Crossroads.、Uh, in Chinese, it's、uh, officially named 社团法人台湾全球连接发展协会 which is a mouthful. I know. I came to Taiwan about eleven, twelve years ago.、Um, have a company called WordCorp. You know, Fanyi,、uh, which is an online translation platform. Which I've been doing that for ten. Well, eleven, twelve years too. While I've been in Taiwan, I was born and raised in the U.S. And、uh, yeah, I came back to Taiwan to really kind of get in touch and learn more about Taiwan. A wonderful summary there. Lots to dive into, but I was hoping we could start with Crossroads. Sure. And let's start kind of with yeah. What is your your primary role, and what is the main focus of Crossroads? So the main focus of、uh, Crossroads, and to put it very generally,、uh, it's because it's a big topic, is Taiwan's internationalization.、Uh, what exactly that means, and how do you harmoniously do that, accomplish that?、Um, one of the things that we've been working on for the last five years、um, is to really see what exactly you know to define internationalization, because it has various meanings to this. Overall, what we have over the last few years is kind of try to whittle down our focus, which is about Taiwan's diversification. Really, there's a lot of Taiwan's history which is very diverse already. A lot of different cultures coming together on this island nation, and everyone trying to kind of understand each other and trying to work together.、Um, ultimately, we think that Taiwan,、uh, with its position, Has a very advantageous position, and especially the coming future prospects of becoming a very internationally oriented and globally engaged nation.、Uh, however, in order to do that, Taiwan itself, domestically, we believe, also needs to be more diverse, and also needs to work with a lot、uh, with the international community. International community here also needs to know how to also engage with the local community. Because then knowledge is exchanged, experiences are、uh, shared, and ultimately we believe that this is what ultimately creates sparks for innovation.、Uh, will also allow for greater international opportunities for Taiwan locals and students, 
um, and ultimately there was also solve perhaps also solution um, to solve a lot of the talent drain and uh, youth uh, kind of aging population phenomena that we're seeing in Taiwan. Um, so there's a lot of things that come together for this. Hopefully we can cover a few things today, but if if people want to know more, this is uh, this is the man to be following along with. But you touched on something right there, and I think it would be a good point potentially for our English learners on the show. The brain drain. A lot of different countries deal with it. Right. Can you can you give a little definition for our audience here? What is really the brain drain? Well, the brain drain comes together in a lot of various factors. One is there is a declining birth rate in Taiwan. Um, so there's less, uh, you know, couples and folks having kids in Taiwan. And other part of it is a lot of the top talent with a lot of the so-called top talent um, or those with enough resources are able to go overseas and take their studies overseas and work overseas um, to find uh, greater economic opportunity is usually the way that they uh, way it's framed. As far as Taiwan, it's ultimately a question of uh, you know the remaining people here. Uh, are they able to get in touch with a lot of educational resources that allow them to have this mobility around the world or mobility even in domestically? There's also economic factors in Taiwan. Uh, whether there's also tantalizing enough jobs. And what types of jobs, what types of industries in Taiwan, and how to kind of cultivate the necessary talent to fit these industries as well as create new ones um, and not put all our eggs in one basket, to, so to say, into sell just one or two industries. Um, so ultimately, the talent, you know, when we're talking about brain drain, um, is also a big question about education. Uh, so we do have aging population, I should say. Um, but how do we also prepare the students and the youth here and prepare them with the top resources, get them access, mm-hmm. um, and to really prepare them and to see how to create the spark for innovation and be uh, prepare them to be more globally oriented in general? Um, because if we are an island nation, we also do need to uh, take advantage of the, uh, the advantages of a, being an island nation, being it's small, being it's very flexible, should be at least. Um, and very diverse and open to a lot of people coming in and out. Um, so that's kind of what we're tackling right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a very admirable task you guys are are trying to tackle because, like you said, it's finding the balance between culture and, and innovation and incentives to keep people here, but also to then attract foreigners to who want to come here and to compete at a global scale with pay and yes. lifestyle. Yes. And another thing that is adding to this right now is you guys, a lot of the board of Crossroads has been invited down to Taidong and by the county government and some local tribes down there. And you guys are going to begin to explore some digital nomad things. Can you explain a little bit about what's going to happen? Sure. So uh, starting in 2021, earlier this year, uh, Crossroads has been exploring areas outside of Taipei or northern Taiwan, um, outside of big cities, at least. Uh, we realize there's a phenomenon around Taiwan where aging population is hitting rural communities hardest because a lot of local youths are leaving, um, finding better opportunities, better economic opportunities in big cities. However, this is causing uh, a phenomenon where you're having a lot of uh, villages and areas that are becoming less and less uh, populated. Mm. Overall, the question is how 
uh, how do we, quote unquote, the, the official term of this is revitalize. However, there's also, this term also comes with a lot of baggage itself, whatever that means, revitalizing. What we, since since the earlier this year, we, Tidone, uh, we've actually looked at Tidone County government, uh, Tidone County, to explore the area because we think that it has a lot to offer in terms of its beautiful mountains, its oceans, its uh, very natural kind of uh, and slow pace of life there. Yeah. Very which Hawaii-esque. Very Hawaii-esque. And that ultimately serves as a counterpoint um, to these big city lifestyles. Mm. Um, and especially given everything that we've seen with COVID-19 this year, this kind of, uh, you know, this idea or this kind of where COVID-19 is this kind of... Uh, this 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 phenomenon uh, birth from overpopulation from big city urbanization and rapid development um, in Taidong County there is a very 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 rigorously kept standard there about slow living mm -hmm. uh, about a respect and conservation of the natural environment uh, which we find very very great uh, very very attractive and especially for the incoming flow of or uh, flow of digital nomads or uh, foreign professionals, particularly with the gold card program that we saw uh, earlier this year, um, a lot of folks are able to work anywhere. Uh, and if these are areas that are, have all the wonderful scenery, you know, great food, wonderful, friendly people, um, you know, a wonderful night lifestyle, is it able? To, are we able to explore kind of a different uh, way of living in Taiwan? And to attract more, uh, you know, international talent and also give them another option uh, of coming to Taiwan and living in settling room or, you know, uh, you know, in a different area outside of these big cities, um, which we think there's a lot of promise. So we've had two separate trips so far this year um, to Taidong and uh, at the very, very warm welcome of Taidong County and a lot of local organizations there. Um, also, a shout out, big shout out to Ripple Maker Foundation uh, for also warmly welcoming us and introducing us to Taidong. Um, and uh, overall, with our trip, uh, Taidong County has uh, actually asked us to explore Dawu County or Dawu Township and to see whether we can help develop and explore uh, the development of a digital nomad community there uh, to mingle with the local populace there. Um, in the hopes that if you could uh, create a community of talents, of wonderful foreign professionals there um, who are able to stay there, work out of there, you know, enjoy the beaches and wonderful hike mountains there, uh, coexist and work, uh, you know, living along with the local populace there. Would it drive and make it lively enough to draw their own local youth back to their township? However, uh, one of the big things that we are uh, going to be taking a look at this week-long trip is exactly to see whether the local residents even want this. And from there on, to actually see, uh, you know, what are the best things you can do from a government and a local perspective, and what are the things and characteristics of the area that will make draw digital nomads to go there and, you know, set up shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful that you're taking into consideration too. What do they want? Yes, yes. <laughs> the the ingredient, the key ingredient, right? It's, yes. Yeah, we want many things, but I think asking the population, you know, hey, is this something that is advantageous for everyone? Yes, creating that win-win. Awesome, David. Well, a question I'd love to ask here is kind of thinking about your future with Crossroads and all the organizations and fun things you're up to. 
What do you see yourself wanting to accomplish most in maybe 2022 and beyond? Sure. So uh, as uh, in the previous interviews, you've talked with Tim and Alice already. Uh, one of our other initiatives is XU, which is our plans for Taiwan's first experimental university, uh, which is currently under review by the Ministry of Education. Uh, what we hope to accomplish through this is to provide an alternative pathway for a lot of curious and motivated students here to really explore their potential. Uh, the other part of this is, yes, this continuation of this digital nomad community development plan. Uh, we hope to kind of position ourselves as as this organization that will be able to bring in a lot of top talent into communities and seeing how that might mingle with their needs, mm. um, that might meet their needs. I wish you nothing but success to everyone at the team from Crossroads and XU. Thank you. 节目上半段一开始这边，我们这位在美国出生长大，但已经回来台湾住了十二年的来宾，跟大家分享了他们全球连接发展协会的主要目标，在于引导台湾把本土文化的多样性，好和国家本身的国际化走向一个平衡点。因为他们觉得呢，如果可以把台湾文化的多样性和世界各国文化经验相结合。互相交流的话呢，就能够刺激我们新观念、新想法的产生，刺激我们的这个 innovation。好，这不管是对于学生的成长，还是台湾整个国际发展，都会很有有很大的帮助，甚至可以解决我们人口老化、人才外流的问题。OK， 那刚刚他说的这个人才外流，英文一般我们说法是 brain drain， 好，或有时候也可以说 talent drain。还有另外一个也有讲到的是 aging population， 好，它表达的就是我们近几年来常常听到的人口老化。那相信聪明的大家一定都知道，人才外流的主要原因不外乎就是那些口袋够深、学习资源够丰富的，好，或是能力好的精英分子呢，往往都朝海外发展，寻求更好的工作机会，好，对不对？变成厉害的都走了，那谁来帮台湾进步？所以，为了解决人才外流的问题，全球连接发展协会希望可以帮助留在台湾的这些人呢，得到更好的学习资源，让他们也有可以吸收国际经验的机会。好，不过当然，台湾本身的产业也要创造出够吸引人的工作和待遇，让有能力的人愿意留下，整个外流的问题才有办法改善嘛。哈，那因为偏乡地区常资源都是相对的少。而且年轻人都到外地打拼，整个就是加速了当地老化人口的成长。所以目前他们除了台北地区以外呢，也有在台东有一些计划准备要实行，希望呢可以透过台东地区的自然美景和慢活的这种生活步调，来吸引 digital nomad， 好吸引数位游民去走访当地。尤其像过去这一年来拿那个就业金卡来台工作的外国人，好让他们来体验台东的日常和。慢活的氛围，进而呢促进文化交流。但是这都只是他们协会单方面的计划想法而已啦，还要在跟当地居民讨论之后才会有后续规划。毕竟台东是他们的家嘛，对不对？做这样子一个改造发展计划，也要考虑到猎人的感受，要他们愿意才行。好，来几个字大家听一下。刚才来宾不是有说到，台湾也要提供一些够吸引人的这个就业机会，让人才留下来吗？那这个吸引人，他用到的说法是 tantalizing， 好像他说的 a tantalizing job， 
好，或者是 a tantalizing trailer， 引人入胜的预告片。结果电影本身没有预告片好看，预告片拍得很精彩，啊，电影就是很一般般。好，这个字有没有一种听起来就很美的感觉？对不对？确实，它是一个很赞的字，可以用来形容呃美食啊，形容工作待遇，或是风景等等，就是整个很很吸引人的样子，甚至很有魅力的对象呢，也可以用这个字来形容。只是通常。都是在文章在写作方面会比较容易比较常用到，好 ，tantalizing。另外一个是 digital nomad， 这个新创词表达的是数位游牧民族，好，就是抱着一台笔电，世界各地接网络工作这样子。但这跟最近我们因为疫情关系很常讲到的这个 WFH work from home 在家工作不一样哦。一个是笔电在手，世界到处走；一个是把办公室的业务改成在家完成，这样子。好，概念很像，但是有时候又、嗯、不太一样。相信你们一定都知道啦，只是避免误会，我简单说明一下。好，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落。我们赶快继续听下半段的分享。Well, can we shift gears a little bit to the story of you? In terms of kind of your language development, language acquisition with Mandarin and English, so can you take us on a little bit of your language journey? Got it. So、um, I was blessed、uh, to be born、uh, in a Chinese-speaking family while in the U.S. So while I lived my life outside of family、uh, in school、um, and among friends in social circles speaking English,、uh, my family always made it a point. My parents. Um, always made it a point to make me speak Chinese at home because they were very, very determined for me to also keep in touch with my roots,、mm. our cultural roots. This helped me lay a foundation,、uh, which I feel very blessed、uh, to have, of actually being able to learn Chinese composition, how to speak,、uh, not necessarily know how to write or read. I did go to、uh, my parents did force me to go to Chinese. School on Saturdays,、mm-hmm. um, but really, I only learned to kind of ditch class and cheat on my tests <laughs> during that time. We didn't really take it seriously because、uh, like, it wasn't graded,、uh, you know, and didn't affect your, you know, school credentials.、Right. But ultimately, I did come to Taiwan for four years for high school. I was,、uh, I did come to Ta- Taipei American School, and that was where I kind of I really through immersion、um, and also taking Chinese class really seriously. Um, that's where I kind of really learned how to memorize and read,、um, and learn how to write Chinese. I think overall,、uh, that laid a strong foundation. Well, my parents,、um, as far as my kind of upbringing and speaking Chinese, really gave me a leg up on kind of having this faster track on understanding Chinese by you know memorizing characters and reading and writing.、Um, I. Can't imagine how hard it is、uh, to not have that foundation and learn Chinese from scratch at a later age. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, David, thinking a little bit about Crossroads, I know many people on the committee are foreigners. You have a lot of bilingual meetings going on.、Yes. I just attended a, a meeting you guys had. English and Chinese was being spoken. So, what is the role of English and Mandarin with Crossroads? So、uh, that's a good question、um, because this is one of the things that we're actually set up and trying to figure out better solutions for,、um, even internally for ourselves. From my own experiences, I'll I'll I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit.、Uh, from my own experiences, language is definitely one of the key challenges、um, in Taiwan right now. 
how to do activities that are welcome um, to both communities, whether it's Chinese-speaking communities or English-speaking communities, um, and how to make it feel that it's not going to be a long, drown-out event uh, where this one person speaking, another person translating, hence prolonging the event to double its time and everyone's getting really tired and exhausted listening to this, um, but also how to make events, activities, um, where people are able to drop a little more of their barriers, uh, cultural barriers, speaking and interacting with each other, and really feeling comfortable engaging each other, uh, no matter what their language sets are. Um, one of the things that we're looking at exploring, uh, even internally, is instead of this traditional model of having one person speak, another person translating, we're looking at how to rearrange the format of events and activities altogether, uh, where it's more engagement rather than just listening to one person speak. Mm. Um, because through, and we're doing this by actually seeing if we can create shared goals, common goals, whether it's fun goals through like board game nights or however activities that require teamwork, is it possible to gather people together to find ways of communicating with each other to work together to accomplish a shared goal that is both meaningful or entertaining and hence creating, breaking down boundaries and finding better ways to work together? Um, these are things that we are exploring and researching because this is ultimately, um, you know, if we're going to be talking about Taiwan's internationalization and English proficiency. There has to be ways of feeling where both cultures or two, you know, various cultures are able to feel comfortable engaging mm -hmm. each other to learn from each other. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and it's such a progressive place we're at right now. Yes. You know, how can we find those common goals? And I think that's beautiful. And doing it through fun activities is, yes. is a great place to start. Yeah. So much, much respect to that journey inter internally, that journey internally, I know, with Crossroads that you guys are doing. So. Very, very cool. David, unfortunately, we are coming to the last question here okay. on NG Wen, and it's a bit personal. If, you, if you, you can take it wherever you want to, but if you could go back and talk to a younger David, right. would there be any advice you give yourself? At the risk of sounding cliche, um, I would have to say, you know, find more confidence in yourself. Um, the older I get, the more I realize there's going to be a lot of people telling you how the world works. Um, or how it is or how it's, you know, from their perspective and or wisdom. Um, and, of course, there's something to be learned from everyone, from their experiences. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know yourself the best, um, you know, and you have to, as much as you be open to ideas, everyone is speaking from their own experiences and perspectives. Um, and sometimes the best thing to do is to follow your instincts and not to say, reject facts that's something else that i want to be very clear about very clear i like that i, I, was, I like that clarification right there uh yes so being yourself but not rejecting facts and being open to people's uh, opinions and listen uh, to learn how to listen more mm. um and not necessarily always have to be proving that you have to be the smartest person in the room sometimes the smartest person in the room of course is the quietest person in the room yeah, yeah. Nice, nicely. I thought you were going to give us a little, uh, it was a great answer right there. <laughs> Thanks.
have some confidence in yourself and learn to listen. I think beautiful light. And don't reject facts. Yes. Don't yes. reject facts. Yeah. Well, well said. <laughs> awesome, David. Well, thank you for making time out of your crazy schedule. Where can people find more about your life online, more about Crossroads and XU? So, uh, yes, after our first year, I know we still haven't had our official website up yet, but you can find more information on our Facebook page by searching Crossroads Taiwan. Uh, you can keep up to date what we're doing. Um, but overall, yes, we are in the middle of constructing our website. So please look forward to that soon. Um, if you want, if you want to look me up, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can look me up, David Chang. Uh, I'm also, my LinkedIn needs to be a little updated, but you can also search me for LinkedIn as well. David Chang. Awesome. All right, David. Well, people know where to find you mostly doing crossroads activities. Yes. Cool, man. Well, thank you again for making time and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, John. 节目下半段一开始，这边来宾分享到的是，他未来除了全球连接发展协会的目标以外呢，也希望 XU 数位实验大学的相关计划可以顺利完成，开发台湾新兴学子们的潜力，让他们能够有更好的教育机会和学习方式。好，这部分我想各位应该也都是蛮熟悉的啦，哈，因为之前也有来上过节目的自学教父陈爸 Tim， 还有 B Education 创办人 Alice 都已经有分享过，也都有在这一块付出不少心力。好，大家有兴趣的话呢，可以回顾一下我们去年九月、十月的节目，哇，已经讲到去年了，大家新年快乐！再来 ，David 跟各位聊到他中英双语的学习过程。小时候虽然在美国长大，但就跟很多移民家庭一样，在学校呢就是跟朋友讲英文，但是在家就是跟爸妈讲中文，然后还要周末上中文学校这样子，为的呢就是要保留一个原乡的根。好，虽然他也是都翘课啊，因为中文学校的考试分数也不会纳入正规学校计分，这样就完全不在乎。不过后来高中四年，因为有回来台湾念美国学校，所以在整个大环境都是讲中文的情况下呢，他才开始真正把中文学好。好，那这边刚才提到的这个片语 ，to give somebody a leg up， 有帮某人爬过去，帮某人一把的意思。所以他刚刚说 ，my parents really gave me a leg up， 就是指他爸妈呢，早早帮他打下了中文的听说能力基础。真的是帮了他很大一个忙 ，really gave him a leg up。另外，他们也有谈到 Crossroads 协会内部所遇到的一些沟通上的挑战，因为他们有的人说英文，有的人说中文，导致常常会议呀、啊、团体活动什么的都必须要穿插翻译。那这有时候难免会无聊，让人想睡嘛，对不对？而且还整个延长会议的时间。所以，身为台湾全球发展协会，致力于把台湾变得更国际化的他们呢，除了在想办法透过好玩有趣的团队活动来促进协会里中英双语之间的沟通以外，也希望从中领悟一些巧思，好，然后去把它套入在更大的群体，来帮助台湾社会和外来人士做交流。最后，他想要告诉自己啊，要更有自信一点。好，可以多听听别人的意见想法，比如说，哎，拒听哈，或是听了又抢出头，我想要证明自己什么的，就学着去好好听就对了。好，那如果你现在在想说，他们刚刚节目尾声到底是在笑什么？其实就只是来宾在澄清自己，不是拒绝接受人家意见，拒绝接受事实这样子啦，只是在表达，如果有人给他建议，有人跟他做经验分享的话，好，那就那就听，那就好好的听这样子。
。好啦，希望大家都有从这次的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，可以去他们的一元翻译，或者是去了解更多有关于全球联结发展协会的相关资讯哦。All right, bye everyone. Peace.、Bye. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。